Well, in case you didn't know, uh, if you haven't uh, been a part of this church uh, till recently, we have an ongoing mission in the country of Ghana, Africa. Ghana, Africa is in uh, uh, Western Africa. You know that uh, lobe of Africa at the top that sticks out? Well, Ghana is one of those countries on that lobe that has a bottom, a, a southern coastline um, in the ocean there. And so uh, we, uh, I was there visiting for the last two weeks. Um, Greg was uh, uh, preaching in my stead. And even though he complained about having to preach uh, the book of uh, Hebrews, I thought he did a fantastic job. I needled him a little bit in the last service to make sure he knew that I listened to the sermon, him complaining. Um, but uh, in Africa, it is common to, uh, uh, for people to offer gifts, and this is one of the gifts. This is called a fugu, um, and this is what people in Africa wear, men, on a regular basis. Now, this particular one is embroidered in such a way to suggest, and, and it actually has sleeves and to suggest it's for a chief, um, and I was honored to have been given this. I also got a hat that goes with it. That's how you're supposed to wear it. And I recognize that I look more like a yard gnome than a chief. <laughs> um, I go ahead and remove the hat now because I don't want you to be distracted with that thought the rest of the service. Uh, part of the reason I went there um, was to assure that uh, the work that we are doing could continue, that we have confidence in the people. There's been a slowdown in the last year and a half. And, um, and uh, what I found was um, we can continue a good work there. Everything is going fine. The people that we're working with, I have great trust in. Um, uh, I, I was just blessed to be there. Um, you know, uh, so I know that um, I goad you a little bit okay, often, about worship. Um, and uh, uh, we, we Americans, uh, um, especially, you know, Midwestern German Americans, we're, we're really moving in worship. When you get to worship in Ghana, it is a full body experience. I mean, it is, it is just dancing and they kind of do it in their tribal way. They're dancing, they're singing, they're, they're uh, chanting. Um, there are drums and the drums are loud. And um, actually, um, uh, Mary Kay, our missionary over there, uh, Mary Kay said she was talking to an audiologist who came to do evaluations and said, the audiologist said, why am I seeing hearing loss in three, four and five year olds? And she said, come to worship. <laughs> Those drums are loud and the chanting is loud and the dancing is wonderful. It's just a, a real blessing. And yes, I tried to dance a little bit too. I, I do better off as a yard gnome. Um, and and uh, this next picture is a, a picture of us. Um, I, I want to give, I want to tell a little bit in depth of what's going on here because this place, um, uh, Wega, was that it, Connie? Waiga? Waiga? Wiaga? 
Weaga, thank you. There's a few people. So who went on the trip that's here right now? Just stand up for a second so people can see you because they all decided they'd wear their, their Ghana outfits. Um, John Montgomery was also in the last service uh, um, and wearing his and, and his daughter um, uh, Beth was on the trip. She couldn't get off uh, for off of work for today. But um, anyway, so Weaga. Um, I want, to, I want to tell you about a, a, something of a method that I don't think they've thought through over there, but they just do it. It's just natural to who they are. Um, uh, and, and it really centers, this story really centers on the man on the, on the far right is Joachim. And Joachim um, is a pastor in ministry. Uh, uh, Joachim was not in uh, um, ministry when people from Living Word first met him. But, but through um, encouragement by people like Francis, who is the man in the green shirt there, um, Francis, who is a, sort of Joachim's mentor, but also Pastor Michael, um, your former lead pastor, who, who spent a lot of time praying with him and helping him discern his call to ministry. Uh, Joachim came to uh, uh, the sense that he's called to ministry. Now, if you imagine where we're at, we're going down this road. I don't recall if that particular road was paved, but then we take a left off the road into a cow pasture. I'm not kidding. We had to drive slow enough not to hit the cows. It was a pasture. And as you're, as you're driving, I don't know, we were about 150 yards off the road, maybe not that far, um, but, but we come across one of the borehole wells we had dug. Now, borehole well is simply a, a well that's, they're about that big around, but they're 600 feet deep. And it's where they can draw clean water. Um, uh, a living Word has um, uh, dug, I think we're at about 140 of those wells over the last eight years. Um, of those, yeah. Uh, you don't expect 100% return rate. So about 133 of those are producing water. They're good wells. Um, so um, uh, there's a well out in the middle of a, field. But that's just a start. And I saw this as I started to recognize this as we traveled around. And what, what has happened at that well was Joachim recognizes that as he's driving by to his, he, he has two churches he serves. As he's driving by to go to his next church, there's people gathered around the well for water. So he stops and chats with them. Now, if, if I stopped and chatted with somebody in between the 9 and 10.30 service and wasn't in here on time, you guys would be freaked out. Ghana time is different. The sermon shows up when the preacher shows up. They just worship. But about four or five weeks ago, Joachim started a church under that tree. And every Sunday, and this happened to be, I think this was a Thursday maybe? Tuesday, I don't remember, I've lost on my days. Tuesday, they're worshiping under the tree. A well we provided becomes people coming to Jesus Christ under a tree. From there, there will be an opportunity and I don't recall that they even asked us to do this, but from there, there'll be an opportunity for us to, uh, to build a chapel there. 
and maybe in the future to, to build a school and, and sanitation system because that's a really problem over there. This particular day when we were there, there was this young man, he was, he was laying down on his mother's lap, the, young, the boy that we have our hands on his head, and mother was asking, could we pray for him because he's quite ill? And uh, they asked me to pray for this young man, to pray for his healing. And we put our hands on his head, and I'll tell you, that wasn't the hottest day we were there, but whatever the temperature was, his fever was 10 degrees higher. I, 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 he, was, he was boiling. And um, I've since been in contact with, uh, with um, Joachim on Facebook Messenger, and he said, the boy's fine. By the grace of God, the boy is fine. Just the idea that, could you imagine if we said, hey, uh, you know, next week and for every week coming up, we're going to worship under a tree out here. And you say, ah, it's too cold. It's too hot. That's just what they do. Because somebody decided after a well was dug that they'd take the time to, to make a difference in the lives of the people gathering around the well and bring to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And our ministry is making that sort of thing possible. And it just, it's just really moving to me how that, how that happened. Uh, one of the other practices there in, in Ghana is that when, uh, um, when, when visitors come, they give gifts. Now, these gifts are not a thank you for um, the work you've done. They're not a, 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 a we hope you're going to do work here, so we're going to give you a gift. Um, things like this fugu. And, and uh, um, by the way, this thing weighs like 40 pounds. Um, there's one sitting on the, the welcome desk out there if you want to try to lift it up <laughs> um, after the service, feel free. Um, but, uh, but I want to tell you about these gifts because um, go ahead and, and, and go to the next slide. Um, this is Joachim giving me um, two uh, guinea fowl, <laughs> which are like chickens. What they do is they give you gifts that they value the most. And, and the, the best the best analogy for, for U.S. that I can think of is, is if somebody came to visit you from another country and they sat down with you, graced you with their presence, you would go, here, have my car. Because I left with guinea fowl, I think five of those and a chicken and, and, and then go ahead to the next one. More than one goat. About five five goats and sheep. I am now a rancher in Ghana. Um, and they give you these and you just know what you have done is taken food out of the hands of people who really need it. But to say no would be a terrible offense. Just an awful offense. So as we drove down, we would uh, uh, make sure that the pastor might take it to a family that needs it that would be far enough away that somebody wouldn't recognize their goat. Uh, I don't think you'd ever recognize somebody's guinea uh, hen, guinea fowl, but, um, but that's what we did. We dropped them off along the way to make sure that people that needed it could get it. Um, and, and I do want to say that um, those goats, uh, uh, actually that's, that's a sheep. Um, the difference is they look alike over there. Um, sheep and goats. The difference is that tail is down, so it's a sheep. If the tail's up, it's a goat. 
So as you, you know, the, the scripture in Matthew 25 about the separation of the sheep and the goats is the tail up or down. <laughs> Just kind of brought that to life. And they smell like goats. <laughs> I, was, I climbed up there in the truck to pet that thing and went, whoo, <laughs> that's rough. Now, as you've been reading through that, um, that scripture, through the journey through the New Testament, um, there's, a, there's a passage in there that, that for me has been important to my ministry for the last 25 years. With the exception of one church where Nancy and I were the first ones at the church and we started the church, with the exception of that one church, the other five that, that I've served, I recognize that I wasn't the first pastor there. But there was pastor before pastor before pastor before pastor. And I recognize that I'm the great benefactor of the ministry that other people have done. So in that, in that Hebrew scripture that you read, if you've been reading through the New Testament, Hebrews 11, chapter 11, there's this great passage where, um, where the author talks about these heroes of the faith. And he says that, that from, because of faith, Enoch did this. And because of faith, Moses did this. And because of faith, David did And he goes on and on about the, the heroes of the faith that the Hebrew people would know from their, what we call the Old Testament. It was their only testament. Um, but the Hebrew people would know and, and, and they'd, they'd recognize these heroes of their faith uh, who had done things. And then in chapter 12, it begins with, because we have this great cloud of witness, just imagine a heavenly cloud of people who have been faithful in the past, people who have, have done things to inspire us, but also to share with us that, that, that in being faithful, God is faithful in ways that we just can't even imagine. And so I recognize in coming into a ministry like Living Word, then I benefit from all the pastors who have gone before me. And, the, and not just the pastors, but the members who have done great work before me. I went to Ghana knowing that part of what I needed to do was find trust and understanding about what our future is there. And let me say, I have absolute trust in the people that are working there and the work that we're doing there. And I, we absolutely can continue our work there. I just want you to know that for sure. But yeah, you can applaud. But as I, as I was, um, we were, we were our first day, first place we visit. Um, first of all, we saw a, a school, what the former Bethel School was, was this, these, these three um, uh, stalls in a lean-to. And then Connie tells me, as we're, as we're headed to, uh, to Bethel, the Navrongo Circuit, um, which is, that means the pastor has multiple churches, the Navrongo Circuit, circuit um, uh, has, a, a, well, Connie tells me when they first got there years ago, there was nothing there. It was, it was, a piece of land with a little bit of hill on it. And we pull up. And there are three or four buildings, I lost track, three or four school buildings, kindergarten to ninth grade. And there's a chapel. And there's a borehole well. And there's latrines. 
and there are 350 kids streaming out of the classrooms because they heard the bus and they want to meet us. And I started crying. At first, out of joy in my heart for, for the blessing of being able to go over there and meet these, not just the children, but also the adults who just want to say, welcome. And that's how they greet you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're wel meaning you're welcome here. We're so glad you're here. It was just such an incredible blessing. There they are beating on the bus trying to get us to come out. And, and you're afraid to go out at first, by the way, um, because there's a bunch of them. And, and you get out and they want to hold your hand. They want to hug you. They just, they just want to touch you and see, you know, white Americans, are you real? And, um, and, and it's just this deep sense of emotion comes over. I'm glad I was wearing sunglasses because I'm tearing up like crazy. I go to wipe my hands with, with hands that have just put sunblock on. And um, I'm in a greater sense of pain in my eyes. And I couldn't tell what tears were from the pain of the sunblock and what tears were tears of joy. Um, but it was such an incredible blessing. I was moved to my soul to recognize that I get to be a part of this in the future, something that you all started, something that, that, that you all started years ago, and, um, um, and I look forward to seeing how we continue that in the future. Such a blessing. I, I just wanted, I, I, I knew that um, I wasn't gonna do a whole sermon today on Ghana. Uh, <laughs> we're not done yet. Um, but I wanted to give you a sense of, of the experience of being over there. Um, so as we moved from uh, the book of Hebrews uh, into the book of James this past week, and we read James 1 and 2, and um, so I don't know if you know that, that uh, when, as far as the church goes, New Year's is the first Sunday of Advent. That means Advent is four Sundays before uh, Christmas Day. So four Sundays before Christmas Day, we, we prepare ourselves. We don't begin with the new year. We begin with preparing ourselves for the birth of Christ. And that's coming up. And you know, as you, as you begin to prepare for 2020, you start doing your own preparations for the new year. Um, as you do that, you're, you're thinking, um, you know, let me think back about what has happened and let me think ahead. It's always a good time to, to, to do a little bit of a, a reevaluation of an assessment. Have, have we done right? Have we done well? Have we, have we done the things that God calls us to do? And, and how would we measure that? How do we measure whether or not we've lived the word of God in our lives? What would be a good measuring point for that? And as I was reading through the book of James, I recognized this passage might be a real simple measure for us. It comes from James uh, chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. If those who claim devotion to God don't control what they say, they mislead themselves. Their devotion is worthless. True devotion, the kind that is pure and faultless before God the Father, is this to care for orphans and widows in their difficulties and to keep the world from contaminating us. True devotion. To care for the orphans and the widows. Back then, those were the most disadvantaged people of their communities. 
Today, I think we can expand from orphans and widows to a, a broader uh, group of people. Um, countless are the number of people that we could say are disadvantaged compared to us. Um, but orphans and widows was the, the term they used. So, so I, I think it's, it's true devotion, true religion, it says in the New Revised Standard Version, maybe in the NIV too. But true devotion is to care for those who are disadvantaged and to live a life that is faithful to God. That's the keep the world from contaminating us. To live a life that is, that is good and righteous and holy. So if those are the two measures, how have we done the last year? At Living Word, how have we done the last year? Do we measure up to those? Um, and I think it's a question worth asking as we review what have we done in the past year, it's worth asking. You know, sometimes we, we begin our, our thinking about um, uh, uh, what's happened in the past year, and we might start with our losses, with what we don't have anymore. And I think that's a fair place to start. And so I, I wanted to start that way because this is what we call All Saints Day, uh, All Saints Sunday, which is the day that the church traditionally remembers the people who have gone on uh, to their glory, uh, have passed away over the past year. And uh, um, we, we want to celebrate their lives as we remember them. And so uh, we prepared a video for those uh, that, that have been a part of our congregation or, or the people in our congregation. I know it's an incomplete video. Uh, it doesn't have everybody that you know and love that has passed on, but I thought you might uh, want to see um, those persons that, that we've celebrated their life over the last year. Let's go ahead and watch that.
I have no doubt you have others to add to the list, uh, that there are others who uh, in your own life have uh, gone on to their glory. I would add to our list two who passed away in the last week that uh, um, we had the video completed before their passing. So Winnie Hinkerwitz was uh, not a member of this church, but she was faithful to our seniors group and, and uh, just a joy to talk to. Uh, and then Bill Brown, um, uh, Winnie died on the 28th, Bill died on uh, the 31st. So um, we continue in prayer for those families as well. Um, but if that's the measure we use, uh, it's incomplete. Because what we have lost is, is only a part of the picture. I thought we ought to look at pictures of, of what we celebrate, the things that we have done in the last year. As we prepare ourselves to look to the future, next week uh, I'll talk about you know, some of the things that I see coming uh, for, for Living Word and, and uh, what our future might look like. Um, I, I want to celebrate some of the things that we've done in the, in the last year. And it's an alphabetic list, I'll tell you that first of all. It's also a dangerous list. And I know that because anytime you present a list like this, there's something you forget. And one of you is going to say, well, you didn't have my ministry. Let me just just say this, it's not an intentional oversight, it's just proof that uh, we are living the word in ways too numerous to, uh, to present. So um, in the last year we have worked uh, with uh, what we call our signature missions, there's seven of those and um, I'm going to sprinkle those in through all our pictures, but one of those is Agape House, that is a, a ministry of a food pantry and um, social service ministry in, in um, Pacific, Missouri, and we bought them that van, uh, and then uh, we participate in their food pantry ministry. Uh, we had backpack attack um, uh, over the last year, uh, just a few months ago, and where we filled this room with backpacks and, and school supplies that the kids could pick up their backpacks and fill it with the school supplies and, and pick their own and have a, a lunch and some fun time. Um, it was just kind of a, a real joyous time to be a part of. We had baptisms, as churches should do, ought to do. We had baptisms of adults, but also of children. This next one is uh, a baptism in the Merrimack River that we uh, participated in, and then, um, uh, but children and adults uh, both in, in baptism. We had Bible studies in Sunday schools. This is just one picture of one group that decided they'd meet out under a tree on one beautiful day, um, uh, maybe to carry on that Ghana tradition. Um, uh, we we uh, made blankets, I'm sorry, yeah, we made blankets to provide for um, uh, the families children and families down at uh, our Merrimack School Ministry. Uh, we have um, uh, children's ministry uh, is ongoing here at the church and we do some wonderful fun things with, with children and, and uh, uh, musicals and all that sort. And um, just it's ongoing and, and it's good stuff. We're having great ministry with children. Circle of Concern was a, a, a ministry that we've worked with. It does, uh, it's a social service agency. Uh, on this particular day, um, it wasn't scouting for food, but um, you could see that we were under tarps because it was raining and cold as the post office would bring in this food that we then packed into boxes and put into vans that we then sent down to Circle of Concern. Circle of Concern does ministry with people in the Rockwood Parkway and Valley Park schools. And so um, uh, that's one of our um, signature missions as well. We had a confirmation class and young people accepted Christ for themselves, took responsibility for their own faith. And uh, we consider them adults in faith now. Uh, in our, at our 
ECC, our Early Childhood Center, Becky Miller is in her second year as our director. She's standing on the shoulders of a giant in, in Amy Johnston, and, and, but Becky's doing great work and, and really doing wonderful work with our ECC. We have the FBI choir who did a little bit of a tour locally and the Great Awakening uh, choir who did their uh, annual um, tour uh, down in the Florida area this year. Uh, we had a great grief share group and it's an ongoing group and you're welcome to join that if that's something you'd like to do. Haven House is one of our signature missions that we provide food and, and services for people who have come to St. Louis to take advantage of our excellent medical care, um, but they needed some assistance with housing. And so we've, we've uh, joined with a mission that does some of that. We had our journey through the New Testament and here's our team assembling the next booklet. You didn't think those things assembled themselves, did they? Um, as it turns out, our copier can't automatically do that either. So uh, uh, we have a, a great crew that puts that together. But the journey through the New Testament is one of those ways that you, you um, uh, find ways to uh, encourage your faith and grow in what God wants for your life through getting familiar with his word. Um, uh, the Men's Club, oh, I'm sorry, I skipped it again. Uh, Legacy of Song uh, is our annual concert uh, where we uh, celebrate the gospel and music. Um, the Men's Club is uh, uh, doing good work as they provide scholarships to students going off to college, um, but also uh, uh, do uh, great fellowship events. Um, Merrimack School, the, the work that we've done, I, I introduced you to Shannon, um, uh, but uh, great things are happening there as, as children are um, coming up to speed in their reading, coming up to grade level, and we're giving them the opportunity to succeed in life. If they learn to read, the chances of success in life is, are so much more. Um, we had a mission exchange. Oh, I'm sorry, Mexico is next. Uh, we did uh, uh, built two houses in Mexico, one in uh, uh, January with an adult team and, and one in, um, I think it was late July or early August, with a youth team. Um, we uh, had our quilters continue to uh, uh, meet and do their beautiful work. There they are. Um, we continue to participate with Room at the Inn, another one of our signature missions. And, and we provided at their day facility, we provided uh, some appliances, um, but also then we continued our ministry as they, uh, those homeless persons who are in their um, ministry to get them out of homelessness. They come here one night a month, have a, a supper, sleep overnight here at the church, and then go uh, have breakfast and then go back to the, the day site uh, for, to learn and grow and understand how to uh, uh, survive out in the world. Um, our seniors group, I, you know, every picture I looked at of our seniors group, they, every picture we had included a buffet. <laughs> so I'm joining. Um, but it's a, it's a great ministry and they have a good time together. Uh, Val does a great job of organizing that. Speaking of things that Val organizes, we also uh, commissioned uh, new um, Stevens Ministers and uh, um, that Stevens Ministry is a ministry of our church. Uh, for those of us that just need somebody to talk to for whatever reason, um, we have people that are trained um, and uh, um, they have the ability to sit down with you and talk through life and talk through faith. Uh, it's an important ministry and I encourage you to consider that. Um, we uh, had a work day where we cleared brush and trees and shrubs uh, uh, from in front of our sign. Just want to make sure you take a picture of that sign to take back to Michael. Yeah, okay. His wife's here in case you didn't see her. 
And then our youth ministry is ongoing, and, and uh, um, uh, Zach, our new director of youth ministry, is doing a fantastic job, and, and I'm excited about uh, uh, the ways that he's interacting with the youth of our church. Um, like I said, next week we're going to kind of look at uh, what our future has been, is going to be. But the measure's in front of you. Have we lived the Word of God in the way you understand we're supposed to? You know, there, there are, are two of the great theologians of, of the church have been um, uh, Martin Luther and John Wesley, and neither one of them liked this book. They would have thrown out the book of James. They didn't like it at all. Because it really, in the book of James, there's no conversation about salvation. That's where their hang-up was. However, both those men, I think it's ironic because both of those men did great work to help us understand how we're supposed to grow in our faith life. And that's what the book of James is all about. James is all about saying, okay, you've come to salvation, now what? How do you look back on the past and decide, have you done a good job? Have you lived it right? And then how do you begin planning for the future? We'll do a little bit of that next week. I wanted to just close, though, with uh, just prodding you a little bit more about worship. Because I wanted to show you... Just a glimpse, we worshiped um, uh, two or three times a day for the five days that we toured Ghana. Just wanted you to get a quick glimpse at what that looks like for encouragement for this next song. <laughs> So I want us all to get in a circle now. <laughs> Do you see the kid on the back? It just, <laughs> uh, well, amen and amen.